Yeah, I went to the Genius Bar yesterday. Oh, okay. They let you. They let you in, huh? And uh, checking in for the Genius Bar, the the uh, the, the guy gave me a, a see what I did there. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> if you can imagine such a thing. So uh, yeah, so Hank had cracked his iPhone screen a while back, um, and I told him, <laughs> "Don't take it in the water because the cracked screen probably means it's not waterproof anymore." And what did he do on Saturday? Threw it in a pool. Anybody? Anybody? Uh, actually a lake. He took it, he took it in the lake. He had it in his pocket and he got in the lake. Oh, he's like, well, I'm not wearing it now. So it's, it's fine. It's just in my pocket. Do you think this is a ploy to get a new phone? Is this just a long, oops, I guess I I took it in the water. Well, well, if if it was, it did not exist. Well, I mean, it was a new phone, but it was the same damn phone. Anyway, so I'm, I'm checking in and, uh, what did the guy say? Now I can't even remember what he said. He said something about being dry, unlike the phone. (laughs) Like, and then and i like i like, kind of looked at him and said see what i did there i was like yeah i see what you did there <laughs> but i will say uh so so door to door from my house to the mall with the genius appointment i was uh, also this was a, a beautiful day yesterday here in tacoma um it was 50 minutes which i think is pretty okay. d- pretty darn good and that was navigated by apple maps or google maps <laughs> <laughs> what do you think <laughs> no uh one five or five zero we, they 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 based uh, basically 50 50 minutes 50 minutes got it 50 minutes uh door to door and they replaced the phone and they actually uh, i asked them about a different problem and they said we're not here to fix your problems and they said get out they pretty much they kind of did say that about that problem. yep yep. <laughs> they did not fix that problem yeah so the other problem <laughs> you're like democracy has been overthrown can you do anything about that yeah no yeah really <laughs> yeah. Like, nope that's um, not our problem goodbye it, really too soon we've clearly <laughs> sorry anyway we'll go into this one this was this is fun a long while back karen had an iphone 7 that died she got it replaced with the an iphone 7 and then eventually we gave that iPhone 7 to Hank. It was stolen from him and then recovered. But the thief had actually managed to connect it to his iCloud ID. And so I can't disconnect it from the thief's ah. iCloud ID, despite oh. the fact that it is our phone. There is a process that you have to go through, but you have to have the date that it was acquired and you have to have the receipt. Karen throws all of her receipts out. <laughs> Oh, no. So I do not have the receipt. So I went in there and they're like, we can't give you the receipt. We can give you the date. So I am currently trying to run a backup to see if I have an old copy of her (laughs) computer, an old backup of her computer. I'm doing a restore to see if I can find the receipt in her inbox. That's why I never delete anything. (laughs) I never delete anything either. I was like, why would you do that? (laughs) What's the point? Paper receipts I don't keep, but but yeah, but like everything, yeah, paper, yeah, paper. I can understand. Yeah, yeah, I can understand getting rid of paper or archiving it or whatever. But like, keep it for a while and uh, anyway. So yeah, so they were no help, which I think is kind of crazy, right? I mean, it's legally our phone and it's tied to some criminal i want to be clear i'm not suggesting you do this john but couldn't you just start really fucking with that guy's icloud again (laughs) (laughs) well it's not you know i'd have i reset it but it's like it's like this phone is activation locked yeah Yeah. it's activation locked. got it okay 
Wow. But yeah. the power is being used for evil and not for good. Which I don't even, th- I didn't even think was possible. I mean, unless you jailbroke it or something, but. Yeah, I was going to say, unless they crack the passcode. We, but like, I, don't, I mean. You'd have to crack, actually, you'd have to crack their password, right? Because even if you reset the phone. Yeah. And tried to set it up again. You well, would, I, it would require. You know, it's possible. Yeah, right. It would require the existing s- I, Apple ID that's logged in. Right. Yeah. Right. Hmm. Interesting. Somebody, somebody fudged some stuff there. Yeah. Well, what number phone is this for? <laughs> you already like, oh, there's one that got stolen, and then it got returned, and then this one went in a lake. Uh, like, <laughs> <laughs> seems like you go through a lot of phones. We go through a fair number of phones. Okay. He's had this one. This is an iPhone. This is an iPhone 10R. The one he's got currently is an iPhone. I mean, it's a new iPhone 10R now, but he's had it for a long time, and he had a case on it for a long time. I famously, famously. Do not use a case, and so he Same. decided he didn't want to use a case either. And he, oh, that's sweet. Actually, he wanted to go caseless like that. I like that. I like. That. Yeah, yeah, and so, uh, and so he did really well for a long time, and then you know finally cracked it. You know that was it was it was, it was at least a year that he's gone caseless. Mm. So I feel like that's pretty good. My kids think I'm insane for not using a case. I'm like, look, I replace it every year. What do I care? But <laughs> speaking of all these phones, I'm taking this, John, as your blessing that. I, my topic is not too boring to bring up. Uh, um. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we heard John's topic, so that proved to you that. Wow. <laughs> well, no, because I, I was also. No, no, no. Rough but I, was, I wasn't I mm-hmm. was saying that John's topic was boring. I was yeah, saying that I asked bit. these guys if bit. my topic was boring and they didn't respond. <laughs> so this is a similar topic. So I feel like that was, that was John's blessing, which yes. I appreciate. I did not think your topic was boring anyway. So go ahead. So. I have three kids, two of whom have phones. Liam is, in theory, by Friedman House rules, not phone eligible until he turns 12. By the way, Friedman House rules my favorite Tobey Maguire movie. Thank you. But the <laughs> referencing knowledge, but the the challenge is Liam's going to need a phone before his 12th birthday. So we're thinking of giving his 12th birthday phone prior to his 12th birthday. And I can't figure out what to do. So Lauren and I have our phones and we're both on the Apple phone upgrade program. Great. Sierra has, I, I, I wrote to you guys that she has an SE2, but maybe she has an SE third generation. I don't know. Is that called the SE2? I don't know. But she has the, the newest iPhone SE, and Ani has a hand-me-down well, yeah, iPhone the, right. 11. Is yeah. it the second generation of the, of, it's basically the iPhone 9, 9S, right? Right. Yeah, basically, yes. <laughs> now you're confusing me. Sorry. I got to go. <laughs> so, but so I just don't know what to do because I don't want to get him a brand new phone at all because I, I don't know. I don't know where he is on the, you know, the if you, you like the Hank Moltz scale of <laughs> phone ownership, um, but I want to start him with a with a, a simple one, right? A, a one that no matter what, it'll break my heart if it gets broken or lost. I think it's much much harder to lose a phone now, right? In the in the modern iPhone era, but seems like it, yeah. But I, I don't, so I, I just don't like. Do I, I? I'm okay playing musical chairs with these phones to cop dance terms, but I I don't know who should get in because Ani's never had a new phone; she's the oldest. Sierra has a new phone, but resents that it's not like a full featured or full size phone. She's not a Moltz, if you will. So I don't, I don't, I don't know. I'm open to anybody's <laughs> thoughts on what the hell to do with these phones and kids. You put them all in a hat. Everybody draws all one phone. Is this a sorting hat from Harry Potter? What if you, what if you gave Liam Sierra's phone since she hates it and get her an iPhone 12? There you go. Problem solved. But then she has a newer phone than her older sister. Oh, okay. Well, so well, I mean, does, is is it require age? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so I'm sorry. What's it, what does Ani have again? Ani is using an 11, a scratched 11. Can we put this in okay. a spreadsheet? 
Yes. So Adi's complaint is that her phone was a hand-me-down from Lauren, and Lauren had scratched the hell out of that phone. So Adi's got an iPhone 11 that and works give, great, give the but it's scratched to hell. Okay, so you take Lauren's phone. Give the 11 to Sierra. Give the 11 to Sierra. Get, get Ani the iPhone 12. And then the SE goes to Liam. That might goes be the plan. Liam. I think that's that seems reasonable. Lex, give your phone. <laughs> I think that's the plan that satisfies the most people. Right. Unless unless for some reason Sierra is like, I don't want that scratched up thing. I'm sure that's what she'll say. But like, I don't know if I care. <laughs> I'm 100% sure that's what she'll say. But it's larger. But you say, but look, you didn't like this phone because it's not as big. This one is bigger. I could offer to share with her the cost of screen repair, maybe? That's a possibility. I mean, also, I was putting in the yeah. back there. You could get you. That could, is, oh, and that is, yeah. I am. I, Hank is. Hank and I are splitting the cost of this. <laughs> I was going to say you could use this a. You could use a methodology where, like, you get you you give her the option, like, okay, you can take this phone is coming down to you. You can choose to pass on that phone because you don't like the scratch up screen and keep your existing phone. But in that case, Liam will get this phone, and that's just that's up that's to you. That's really good. That's good. I like yeah. That. Put the choice on them. Come on pit them against each other is what i'm saying no, because, yeah, like, right right so if she she can choose or reject and then if she chooses mm-hmm. to keep what she's got then she gets what she got because right, no matter what i have to buy one phone i like that's 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 this is good now we're getting somewhere oh, man yeah. see all right 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 i've solved this portion of our parenting <laughs> podcast <laughs> this year <laughs> do we have any ads on turning this car around <laughs> that, that was the turning this car around segment of the rebound we do have ads i think <laughs> i did i'm not i mean i didn't mean to put you on the spot i was just guys this episode of The Rebound is brought to you by Indochino. You know Indochino. You know the excitement before a wedding and how everyone involved in the big day starts planning way ahead, especially when it comes to what you're going to wear. And you're like, oh, man, I got this wedding to attend. I better wear something great. Whether you're going to be the groom or you're in the wedding party or your lucky guest, everyone wants to look their best for a wedding. With a custom fitted suit from Indochino, you'll look great. Feel confident and enjoy the big day without fussing over your clothes. I hate clothes fuss. Choose every detail on a suit, shirt, dinner jacket, and more at affordable prices that may surprise you for fully custom pieces. It will shock our listeners to learn that I own two Indochino suits, and I am impressed with the customization. It's got my name. I've <laughs> never heard this before. On lapel. It's, uh, I, this I, this I, is I, news to our listeners. <laughs> statement lining. It's, I got I got a purple lining on one. Oh, God. I really do love the suit, so I can't lie. I'm in a – here's here's a new piece of information for listeners of the Indochino ad. I'm in a musical right now that I'm rehearsing with my kid. What? And – we're in a production of the School of School of Rock, the musical. Okay, okay. And in the musical, it's also news to the hosts. At one point, I have to wear a suit, and they're like, "Hey, do you have a suit?" And I'm like, "Yes, but I'm not bringing my suit to this theater. <laughs> like, you cannot have my Indochino goodness because that's how important my Indochino suit is to me. Every suit is made to your exact measurements, and you can customize every detail. Create a suit that fits you and your style perfectly with options for fabrics, lapel shape, custom monogram, statement liners, and more. The best part: their suits start from just four hundred twenty-nine dollars, and shirts from just seventy-nine dollars." They offer completely custom-fitted shirts, casual wear, and more. Get a wardrobe personalized to your style and taste without spending a fortune. They're always adding new pieces and options so you can stay on trend and in style. Explore their relaxed yet refined approach to spring suits with their new spring pastels. If you've got a big day coming up, getting the perfect look is no big deal with Indochino. Get $50 off any purchase of $3.99 or more by using promo code REBOUND at Indochino.com. That's $50 off a purchase of $3.99 or more at INDOCHINO.com. Promo code REBOUND. Our thanks to Indochino for their support of this show and for spring pastels, because who's not grateful for those? So they were like, uh, if you're going to wear your own suit in this musical, you need to leave it here. And you were like, exactly. screw I that. Like, no. I'm not leaving my good suit with you guys. I mean, who, but it won't, fit, it won't fit anybody else is the thing. So. <laughs> 
Yeah, but still, but it's, it's going to get dumped on the floor. <laughs> it's going to, you know, it's just. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's so much that could go wrong with that. I'll leave like a T-shirt for the show there. But yeah. oh, right. well, but like a T-shirt with a <laughs> with a tuxedo thing on it, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, no. Sure. I wear more than a suit in the show. But when you're in West Side Story, you'll leave your T-shirt there. Smart. It's very. I also smart. play a very sexy hardcore rocker who's said in the script to have the hair of a Greek god. So just just so you're aware. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well. <laughs> I guess that's why Dan and I were not called. Yeah, not not a stretch for Lex, obviously, but <laughs> Dan and I were not called for this part. Didn't get didn't get a call back. It was a real bummer. Nope. So there were a bunch of a veritable boatload of rumors from Mark Gurman's uh, newsletter this week. Or rumors reports. Yeah. Sorry, here. Yeah, I was very do excited tell. to see. Do tell. They say like I didn't forward it to them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Mark. <laughs> that was that was why we didn't say that (laughs) well to be fair it's most of it is free so you can you could have it if you just want to sign up for it but the thing that excited me was the uh a slew of new m2 and this surprised me m3 based max coming at some point in the next year i did not think they were going to be that close but it sounds like they're actually going to get rolled out a little quicker than the m1 generation did so, because the, the one that surprised me was saying there was work in place for the M3 for uh, an update next year to the 13-inch MacBook Air. And it's like, well, we, the, the one that has the M2 isn't even out yet. <laughs> like, they just announced that. Yeah. And they're like, all right, bring on the M3. So, I would suspect maybe that's later <laughs> next year. I, I also have a, a rumor, which is, I think, a year after that, they're going to put out one with an M4. So I just I want our listeners to hear it here first. It took two years <laughs> to go from the M1 to the M2 is the point. And it's only no, taken one year to go to the M3. I was going for a cheap joke, but yeah. you're 100% right. It the is M4 surprising. will be six months later. It's like that time they released the iPad like six months after. <laughs> oh, yeah. And everybody was, everybody was very happy about that. But <laughs> I got that iPad. <laughs> Yeah, it's no good, man. They did say there is an M2 Mac Mini and an M2 Pro Mac Mini likely to come sooner rather than later, which is exciting for me because the M2 Pro Mac Mini is the one that I'm kind of interested in in buying. So I'm I'm hopeful that that is like this fall rather than next spring or something. And then there's possibly some an iMac I think in development too, which that was unclear about. So maybe the larger iMac will return. So lots of lots of new Macs coming. Yeah. When you hear about a new Apple hardware category as a rumor, which we've been hearing about for a while, what's your what is your like not to get too psychological, like what's your feeling about it? And I, the reason I ask the question is because like in some ways I have like angst or nervousness around it because so far, anytime we've talked about like any kind of headset thing, I'm like, I don't want it. And I'm like, does that mean that I'm old? Does that mean that I'll get left well, behind by technology? I mean, yes, well, I'm yes. Out things that I don't but... care about. Yes, but it's like <laughs> I, I, I would genuinely say I have angst about an unreleased, unannounced product, and I'm just curious. Like, do you have any emotional reactions to these things? To like unreleased, unannounced products? I don't know. I'm always interested to see what they're going to do. Like, I mean, for Dan, he needs he's he has a uh, he has a hole in his technology life right now, right? <laughs> right. and in my head. So <laughs> I, I would imagine that it's exciting to uh, hope that they're going to fill that hole fairly soon. Yeah, it does. I mean, I'm excited when they talk about things that I know I'm in the market for. But to Lex's point of stuff where it's like yeah. a brand new category of device, I think it's always a little iffier. But I don't know. I mean, I think it with Apple, it depends so much on the implementation, right? There's one thing. Lex, what if they announced a brand new HDMI switcher that was super <laughs> intelligent? 
I thought you were going to go with an exercise bike, but yes, I'm very, I'm very intrigued by either of those. <laughs> that is also an exercise. It's bike. It's not two products, Lex. Are you getting it? <laughs> <laughs> you you change the HDMI ports by pedaling the bike. Oh, oh, no, no, you got to really want to watch. Did you go past the input you want? Just pedal backwards. <laughs> Back backwards. That's right. That's how a bike works. Uh, you want to go in reverse on your bike? Pedal backwards. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so you got that. You got a bunch of new uh, Apple Watch stuff, although it sounds like this year's Apple Watch will have the same chips roughly as last year and the year before. I mean, uh, the specs on the S8 are the same as the S7, which are the same as the S6, more or less. I don't know if that means they improve small things, basically, but not like the larger parts of the processor. And then it sounds like maybe next year would be a bigger a bigger re- revamp in the Apple Watch. Yeah, which kind of that's the and so that part of this uh, kind of sucks for me because I'm getting to the point where my battery on my Series 5 is showing its age and I would like to wait for the new one, but I'm not sure it's going to last that long. So, we'll have to see how it goes. Well, I mean, you know, and there's always the option to like get an, you know, an older version. Like you get a cheaper like yeah. Series seven or something like i the seven oh, i've yeah, been wearing now for a few three. months that's what I'll say. Yeah, don't don't do that <laughs> that's still for sale why don't, don't i get a series do three to tide me over and then suggestion that the current se would replace the series three and there would be a new se2 se as well but it will be i guess an se2 <laughs> Which i don't know lex can get for his son there you go <laughs> solved yeah really what i was asking was do you guys have old iphones that i can buy off <laughs> that's that's the real question do you want to i have an iphone 7 yeah, do you want an iPhone? Yeah, I, can I have a locked iphone 7 <laughs> I say, do you want to do you want an iphone 4 or 3gs i got those i offered i still, I offered have, my, I still have my original se that's still that still works technically also the home pod apparently there will be a new home pod yeah uh with an see i'm interested in that with an updated display on top and there's even been some talk of multi-touch functionality to me that is a big old question because the screen and i use that term very loosely (laughs) on top of the home (laughs) pod does jack i mean it is it is literally a nothing yeah it doesn't do anything yeah yeah. so does that mean a home pod with a screen you wouldn't want to take what they have now and just be like now it's got multi-touch it's like great i can increase and decrease the volume at the same time i i don't know what that's for so i'm not sure exactly what that would do unless that's like legit an ipad kind of built in there i mean i could see it having functionality more like a an ipod you know oh like a little click wheel like fake click wheel thing where you like spin your finger around yeah go back and forth in songs and stuff like that and maybe you could you you could even add other you could add timers and you know because remember if it's a new device you could have a totally different form right like you could you could have more screen space Yeah, they say closer to the original HomePod in terms of size and audio performance rather than a HomePod Mini. So we're trying this again. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, when yeah. I hear something with a multi-touch feature, I'm really kind of hoping that it's something more like, you know, an Echo Show or something like that. Because I think there is an advantage to having a display on yeah. these devices. Mm-hmm. For sure. But I I don't, you know... <laughs> But it would be the only round display that they. Saw. That's the thing is I don't think that they. That's again, you'd want to redesign this if it is going to be a screen. Yeah. If you look thing. at like you know a lot of the Sonos speakers, they're they've got a nice rectangular top, so you could do that. Like I, I've got, I don't even know what model Echo Show here, and it's like a rectangle. <laughs> and it, like, right, it's, like it's, a, got, it's like a landscape phone. Yeah, exactly, and that seems more likely. You don't want to keep the, you don't want a screen on top if that screen displays information like right. that's not useful because yeah. then you have to stand over it to see it. So that's a yeah, that's I assume that's not right, what they would right. be doing, and that it would look more like maybe a, a an iPad combined with a HomePod, like a larger speaker. 
something like that. But I, I don't know. I mean, I would certainly consider replacing the one I have, the HomePod Mini I have in the kitchen, if there was something with the screen, because I, I do love the ability to like not have to ask to see timer or to hear somebody tell me what the timer is, right? Like, yes. Yeah, that's nice. I always avoid using it for a timer because I can't stand it. Well, see, I, I still use it because it's so convenient to set it hands-free, but not being able to see it hands-free, you know, like just glance it, that is frustrating. Right. So those are those are all things that I think are uh, uh, pretty exciting. They also mentioned uh, back on the Mac side of things that a there's potentially an M2 Extreme chip coming in the Mac Pro because it's even better than an Ultra, I guess. Sure. Uh, that's su- staple another one surprises me a little bit because there is technically they are still as we discussed a few weeks back like they said they were going to do this whole transition in two years and that will be the end of this calendar year is basically the latest they can do it right so they could they could announce it in the fall and ship it in like December or something or they could yeah. even kind of weasel word it and say, like, we'll announce it in December and it'll ship <laughs> next year. Technically, we still did it. Yeah. But it, it surprises me to just the fact that we just had the M2 sort of debut in a, by all accounts, kind of lackluster product with the new MacBook Pro. <laughs> and they're going to have a super powerful version of that chip ready to go by the end of the year. I guess that's, I'm intrigued. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's, I, I really enjoyed the I'm intrigued. Like, all right, Apple, show me what you got. I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah. That's funny. I like I like Dan putting Apple on blast a little bit. That's good. That I hey, they made they put their promises out there, right? I mean I think well I think you're probably more correct about announcing it and then shipping it early next year because with supply chain stuff it That's why I'm curious. Everything's got like yeah. gotten pushed out. Yeah. I mean if, and I you know I mean I would give them some slack over that. That's not exactly Oh no, not me. not dan not dan though (laughs) i mean so like i had this moment again i think i discussed this with you guys a while back but like i was thinking about you know oh do i if i want to buy an m2 pro that gets released this fall well i'm gonna need a display to go with it and then i had the moment of like well the studio display if i want the one with the uh the height adjustable stand which i i might I oh you can uh, pick it up in September. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. It ships in eight to ten weeks. But we're on summer vacation right now, Dan. So that's fine. You don't need it. Now. <laughs> but I guess my point is, if I order it in the fall when a new c- computer comes out, then I won't get the display till like December. <laughs> so then I'll have a computer with no screen, which is kind of a problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is it? I mean, yes. <laughs> How am I going to use it? I don't know. Use it to prop up your other things. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just feel like you guys... All right, I know we were really invested in figuring out which phones Lex's kids get, but I feel like you're not really helping me with my problems now. This is, a, this is an environment where we exchange... <laughs> sorry, Lex is distracted by, by politics. <laughs> and, well, news. I'm distracted by news. Okay. Yeah, let, yeah. let me help us yeah. recenter. By which is sh- distracting the thing that you sent us yes yes it is all <laughs> right i'm a, i'm i'm giving up i'm going home <laughs> Dan, I've bad you news are home you. <laughs> you can't go home when you already are home uh, i'm trying to talk about technology and there's just no yeah, there's no sure. love for me here okay L- let, Dan, let me give you some prompts okay because we have a, a, a trio of listener questions and i think that that you and the rest of us are well equipped to respond to does that work for you sure these are these are rebound prime members <laughs> prime.reboundcast.com i mean i love them 
<laughs> not wild about you guys. <laughs> he, it's us he hates, yeah. <laughs> Our listener, Jack Carlson, asks two questions. The first is, so we pay you $5 a month to be able to ask a question, among other and substantially more valuable benefits. Well, I don't know if they're more valuable, but then you riff off that question for a while. A scenario similar to the British show, Whose line is it anyway? Lex, aren't we just providing the prompt for your improvisations in response to our question? We're paying a modest fee to contribute content to the Rebound Podcast. Is this the new economy? Why are we paying to do a percentage of the work? We're doing the acting. You're doing the reacting. Both are required, and what is one without the other? But I do have to wonder, if I was to ask your significant others if they considered us supporters or enablers, which would they say? Jack, you're crazy, man. (laughs) I think the answer is... Yes, and there's no way to win that. There's no, no way no, to no, win no, that no, question. No. That answer is that answer is easy to figure out, though, right? Like, you are supporters, but honestly, you don't support us because it's not like we make enough money from this show to be supported by it. So I think you're enablers. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that's my conclusion, at least. I think, yeah, nice of you guys to uh, support our hobby and enable us to continue talking about really stupid stuff. It takes two to tango, Jack. There's another question from Jack that I'll get to in a moment, but E Man was in with. <laughs> So there's Android Auto, which needs a phone, and Android Automotive, which is built into the vehicle. Android Automotive allows control of vehicle systems like the HVAC. The new version of CarPlay that Apple introduced at WWDC seems to combine Android Auto and Automotive. Do you think Apple will let auto manufacturers have a built-in version of CarPlay, or will they keep that for themselves for the Apple car? I actually appreciate the background for that that question, because I did not know that context, and now I get the question. So, Eman, well done on a wordy but informative question. Do you have a thought on it, or do you want to just I go think to- there's no way that Apple would let manufacturers build in CarPlay, unless somehow that manufacturer, if the car were, could connect to your home Wi-Fi connection, if it could learn that Wi-Fi connection from your phone and could thus install software updates whenever Apple wanted it to, that's the only way I could see it happening. I, yeah, I think the, the we still have no idea what Apple is trying to do with its car project. Right. Like, it, it still feels like that could be kind of anything. And I under like if there was a world where they're like, hey, let's uh, just build like partner with car people and build all the software in like inside of it. I could see that being potentially appeal, but at the same time, it's not like people are going to go. Despite all Apple's vaunted numbers about how many people consider CarPlay necessity, I think that is a tipping point for people buying a car and not necessarily a reason for people to go buy a car in terms of like if this like oh that that car has software designed by apple and this car just has carplay right like so not not to the same level i don't think people are going to run out and necessarily buy a car just because it has you know ui stuff done by apple i think apple also wants the broadest possible market just because but but i am i am every day upset that i don't have carplay (laughs) carplay is great but i i have a trouble imagining this is a weird situation because they have to partner with all these different ones and now because they're talking about taking stuff over so much i have to imagine like Mm -hmm. well a as people point out it's got to work still if you don't have an iphone or an android phone or don't want to use those connected to your car right you still can't (laughs) ship a car that doesn't have a ui in it just because it's like well use your phone right that's the big question to me right it's like (laughs) If right. if do car man- and, and I don't know what the technical implementation is for the car manufacturer side, but especially if it's going to work with all of those other systems, like it seems like it could potentially be a lot of work <laughs> to have that to, to oh, have yeah. like seventeen screens inside the car, all of which can be controlled either by Android or iOS or just the car itself. Well, I don't yeah. know. I mean, now you're just driving software thing- that's that's on a screen, yeah. right? And they I do, mean- you know, they ship Apple TV Plus for other platforms yeah and, yeah and honestly and some of them it kind of sucks well and i think the point is unlike <laughs> the, the experience uh, is not great on the cars like it's just a different 
shape screen, right? I mean, like at the end of the day, it's still a screen that's using software to display information, regardless of where that information is coming from. I, I mean, I think all the stuff they showed off it's is really from cool. Inside the car, it literally is coming from inside the car. Some of it's yes. no, some of it's coming from outside. Oh no, that's bad. <laughs> Don't let the stuff from outside the car. <laughs> Look out! Wait, 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 wait. You want a map? You want maps that's just the inside of the car? <laughs> yeah, turn left to the back know seat. I to get to the back seat. <laughs> <laughs> I. But I mean, I, I don't know if it's appealing for car manufacturers to like have Apple. On the one hand, it's like, well, I think it should be, but because their stuff sucks. Of course, it sucks. But they don't want to admit that it sucks. I know, I know. But I mean, but if they hear and like, I mean, once it, it's sort of a domino effect, probably once somebody says, "Yeah, okay, we'll put it in," then other you know customers are going to ask, like, "Why doesn't your car have this?" Because it's way better than the crap <laughs> that you ship. It's it's interesting to me that. Tesla is especially popular with tech savvy people, I think. At least that's my read on some percentage of, of Tesla buyers, right? Because they've got this fancy touch control system in the car that's annoying and helpful, and they refuse to implement CarPlay. And I was just yesterday reading some new article about people who've hacked Teslas to support CarPlay with two Raspberry mm-hmm. Pis. Not one, two Raspberry Pis you have to put into your car to make this work. <laughs> there's no fucking chance I'm doing this in the thing that I drive in, but there's <laughs> got to be so, like i think there's this let me try this sense one more time i think there are certain cars that pride themselves on their interiors and i think that john you're right that there are a lot of very shitty interiors that have stupid layouts whatever else but the car manufacturers are still going to design the interior and there's just gonna be like what shape screen do they offer these guys for this thing and i don't know like it feels to me like apple's gonna have to have a a bespoke customized version of its interface for each car right because this one has a speedometer size that's this and this one has a speedometer size yeah that's this. i don't know because he, again being software you can scale stuff you can and they show the ability to customize stuff so i think it would right. be cases where they're working with those manufacturers to be like hey here's the palette of options you can choose from and you can pick and like decide what themes and colors and like style you want i mean it'll be one of these 10 styles or something like that but then we can customize it with like certain things and i think that's i think that's what will end up happening but i i just i don't know i i again i i I think there's a the bigger concern is from the car manufacturer's perspective perspective because you give a lot of control over the apple at that point yeah honestly you know i with my two teslas they it's great sitcom Let's edit that out because that's just going to open me up for damage. Let's not say that. With the, my Tesla, that, sorry, the bootleg I enjoyed that. Fine. I really, well, the screens. Also, I think you've said that before. The screens crash sometimes, right? Like you, the screens can go completely blank, and now you're driving a car that's like. First of all, it gets deadly quiet because when that happens, it also shuts off like the AC and the radio. Is like it's just just dead silence, but like it's. Not great when you literally can't see how fast you're going or if you're using navigation. No, in fact, I would call that exceptionally dangerous. Yes. Now, it it, it doesn't happen very often, but it does happen. I have to imagine if there's some intermingling of Apple code and car manufacturer (laughs) system, at some point that's going to happen there too. And then people are going to be pissed at Apple for that. And so, like, I'm I'm very curious to know how Apple will handle that situation. It doesn't happen often in my car, but Mm. when it does happen, it's. I, I have definitely had my CarPlay unit lock up and require me to unplug and replug my, my <laughs> You know what's going to happen? It'll be great. It'll be great. It'll, it'll pop up a login for uh, you know Apple Music right above your, your speedometer. Please enter your Apple user ID password. Enter, yeah. If you want to play the Unlock This Song. Oh, man. The Please in-app purchase is a real pain, too. I mm-hmm. mean, I don't know. I, yeah. I'm intrigued by it because I agree with, 
with both of you that most car interfaces kind of suck. Although I will say one of the things I like a lot about my Volkswagen is that it is, I mean, it's 10 years old, but it, it like the design was fairly minimal in terms of how everything works. Yes. And I think it is really nice. And I, and I was going to bring and that up. something that I do like that isn't really designed for this kind of system is my like AC stuff has like, knobs like tactile controls which yeah. i like because i don't want to yes. fuck with a touch screen yes. when i'm trying to adjust the temperature so neither do I, I. I assume if you still if your car has those they will continue to work as well but it, it is a like now you have to design for all these different eventualities yeah. too so like it's, it's a, a complex point. world to and get to, into to be clear what i'm asking what i'm asking for uh, you know carplay i want it on one re- reasonably sized screen <laughs> To I'm once the, again know, asking for in the middle, for a in the middle console screen. part, in, in the middle console. So, well, I mean, my car right now, Dan's sat in it, but it's got. It, I purposefully got it because it had a small screen, and most of the controls were manual controls. I did not want a touch screen, right? Yeah, of any yeah. Kind. It's an interesting idea, and the the stuff is going to keep getting pushed forward with or without Apple right like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know all the companies are going to be putting more and more screens in i've definitely driven driven like rental cars and stuff that have way more screens than you know my 10 year old car and a lot of them have digital readouts on the speedometers instead of you know dials and whatever i think all that is just the way things are going it's fewer moving parts it's more stuff you can then customize that makes sense to me why the displays are all changing and also why i don't necessarily want the car companies in charge of that any more than i wanted them in in charge of like the entertainment portions of the interface and honestly one of the the worst things about and there's things that i certainly like about tesla's screen to be clear but one of the worst things about the screen is not just that like you have to really be looking at it and putting your finger exactly the right place to to change the ac like i always use the the little dial on the steering wheel instead because it's less annoying but they like to update it and now like you've developed some version of muscle memory of i know where to go to adjust the temperature or to turn on the defroster and they're like hey we've done a redesign and maybe the redesign is better often it's just different and now i have to press in different places to trigger those same things Mm -hmm. and that's horrible that's bad yeah before we get too far in i want to do i want to just tell people about the other modern technological advancement that's going to make their lives better which of course is our friends at sunday uh does your lawn have weeds bear patches or pet spots sunday can help you solve all these problems and more the easy way They'll nuke your house from outer space. No, yeah. that's not what they'll do. They've got everything you need from fertilizer to seeds to weed control, and it's all delivered right to your door. Your yard is your personal oasis, so it deserves the best. Sunday helps you grow a beautiful lawn, control pests, and fight weeds without nasty chemicals by creating a custom lawn care plan for you. All you have to do is visit GetSunday.com, put in your address, and their lawn analysis tool does everything else. They use soil and climate data to create a personal nutrient plan delivered to your door when you need it which you then deliver to your grass when it needs it. Sunday's lawn care products are made with your family in mind. That's why they use ingredients you can feel good about, like seaweed, iron, and molasses. The best part is, really works. My lawn is lush and green. I've talked many times about how it's you actually look like you know what you're doing. You attach a little Sunday bag thing to your hose, and you spray it around the lawn, and then it just works. I do not have dumb-looking patches on my lawn, and I'm crediting Sunday for all of it. Uh, and Sunday's offering rebound listeners 20% off. Full season plans start at just $129, and you can get 20% off at checkout when you visit GetSunday.com slash rebound. That's 20% off your custom plan at GetSunday.com slash rebound. Our thanks to Sunday for their support of this show and all of our lawns. We do have that other question I teased from Jack Carlson. Jack said, what's your preferred way to consume podcasts, download or stream? 
And Jack, I want to thank you for triggering me. <laughs> so let's let's dive <laughs> into this. I happen to work for a large company that has what? one of the major podcast hosting platforms in the world. News to me. Not ours, and not the one that Spotify owns, and not the one that iHeart owns. None of them are actually streaming servers. So although people make this distinction sometimes, and some apps make the distinction sometimes about, do you want to download or stream this podcast? You're almost never really streaming a podcast. You're either downloading it in advance, which I think has a lot of benefits, or you're doing a progressive download when you press play. Netflix, unless you've downloaded, let's ignore that. But Netflix, you know, when you press play, you're streaming from Netflix. Or Spotify, when you listen to Spotify, you're streaming from Spotify. With podcasts, when you press play, it starts downloading it. And as soon as it's buffered enough, you can hear it'll start playing. But it's as you're continuing to listen, it's downloading the rest of the episode. Netflix does not get the whole episode while you're streaming. It gets a couple minutes. And then if your internet goes out, you'll notice. With podcasts, if once it's downloaded the whole thing, even if you're quote unquote thinking that you're streaming, once if you lose the internet, it's it's already there. So nobody's actually streaming podcasts. His question is just do you have your device download them in advance or do you have it downloaded in real time when you press play? I, I do I, run into problems sometimes when you don't have it downloaded in advance and say you're in an area with bad coverage. Because whatever it's caching, it's yeah. not caching. Unless you have like yeah. really limited data, there's no advantage. Yeah, but that's you. That's because you can't da- you can't download it. Right, but even right. yeah, and, and the problem is it doesn't it doesn't look ahead far enough. It feels like sometimes like if you start streaming something and then you pause it and then you go into an area where you have low data and you resume it. I have had it chug and like not be able to get back to it because it apparently hasn't cached the entire show. Just it's like yeah. looking ahead. I've had that with Apple Music too. Where like I'll go out of range of something, or I'll lose my connection for a second, and it'll just be like, and I'm always surprised because I'm like, it's not that like a music file is not that big. Just download the whole thing. I've had that problem before too, and I solved that by downloading certain playlists. Oh yeah, yeah. If I know what I'm listening to, that's fine. You know, and and it's just sometimes, and I even sometimes have it just walking around the city because sometimes just hit a bad connection you know dead spot or something in cellular and it'll just struggle trying to like you know play it on the next track or something like that and i just yeah i don't know i wish it did, I did a, a lot of driving of in nowheresville yesterday and had exactly that problem with music where it doesn't cache nearly far enough where you know it could <laughs> like hey while you have this sweet indication download the next song too but it doesn't uh but yeah with podcasts almost no like if you listen to a spotify owned podcast on spotify then they could potentially stream it. But the vast majority of podcast consumption is is downloaded, even if it feels like you're streaming. You're not. So my recommendation is to download because then you don't run into those problems that John and Dan and I were yeah. describing. Of course, it's in my best interest for you to subscribe so it downloads at a time <laughs> because then the, our download numbers go up too. But like, it's I think it's the right thing from a listener experience too. Like, There's no losers here. I think I, I agree. I, and that's what I prefer to do, yeah. I just I I tend to only like listen to podcasts a lot of podcasts in a row when we're on like a long car trip, and so sometimes we'll download stuff in advance. But then every once in a while, you're like, oh, this I want to watch listen to this thing that I didn't download. So the world just needs to be better about knowing what I want. Oh no, your sentence oh, ended well. There's later you, than that too. <laughs> the world just needs to be right. better. Yeah, but yeah. also the way I want it Stop to right be right there. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> duh. Yeah, obviously. I don't know why you're. Honestly, if the world's a better place for Dan, it's probably a better place for all of us. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) Happy Dan, happy plan. Release that Mac Mini with the M2 Pro, Apple, and the world will be a better place. That's what we're saying. That's not where I want to start, though. (laughs) (laughs) That's the one that's in our control. I've surveyed Rebound listeners. They desperately want Dan to own a new Mac Mini because they cannot wait to hear all the wonderful... Uh, oh my god! I, yeah, I would buy a new iMac if I could with a better chip in it, but that is not an option. <laughs>
Okay. Dead air. <laughs> Excellent. Man, every time I mention anything Apple related, you guys are like, no, nah, we don't really want to talk about that. I'm not. I'm not familiar with Apple. Can we talk about right, IBM? Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to talk about Apple stuff. It's fine. <laughs> Pretty soon, I'm going to have to start a tech podcast somewhere. <laughs> Just not here with us. Nope. <laughs> Tried that.